1: You guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Shot on Score North and scorenorth.com. Yes, here for another movie review, gentlemen. I think this is our 90th historical wow. movie review. Wow. Pretty sure. It's like 89 or 90. I'll have to go back and...
0: Get to the magic 100 here.
1: And count here. I think it says in our like podcast hosting thing, I think it numbers them, or I don't know, we'll 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 get on it here. If we're, From Bloodsport on, close to a hundred though.
0: Yeah, Bloodsport was the first one, right?
1: Yep. And then we redid Bloodsport. We had a we redid some of the action movies. We started off with action movies, then we added sports movies and rom coms. And today we land back on rom com. Rewind, The American President, nineteen ninety five, and we'll jump right in here. And I will say, I forced this movie on you guys. And so yeah, if you, you hate did. this movie, force it right back on me. That's fine. But there's a lot of A-listers in this movie. There's a lot of different threads here. Here's the summary of the American president. With the end of his first term in sight, widowed U.S. President Andrew Shepard knows that overwhelming public support will guarantee his re-election. But when he falls in love with lobbyist Sidney Ellen Wade, Shepard's supporters question the relationship and his approval ratings start to drop. As a rival presidential candidate goes on the attack, Andrew Shepard must choose between his political career and his love for Sydney. No, oh. a rom-com of uh, many different, I think, like subgenres here too. Ninety-one uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes. The critics' consensus says, "Quote: A charming romantic comedy with political bite." Rob Reiner's American President features strong lead performances and some poignant observations of politics and media in the 1990s. A $62 million budget, which for a rom-com in the 90s is yeah, pretty it's, aggressive, it's pretty high. turned into a $108 million box office movie. Michael Douglas, Annette Bening, Michael J. Fox, Martin Sheen, and Richard Dreyfuss, among others, starred in this movie. Some production notes for you guys. This was directed by Rob Reiner, who also directed Stand By Me, The Princess Bride, When Harry Met Sally, Misery, A Few Good Men, a long list of famous movies from the, Mm -hmm. like, the 90s. Originally, actor Robert Redford approached a number of screenwriters with the single-line premise, The President Elopes. Aaron Sorkin, on the basis of his treatment, was selected by Redford to write the screenplay with Redford attached to Star. But when Reiner was brought aboard, Redford dropped out because he did not like Rob Reiner, apparently. So Redford kind of set all this up and then was like, ah, peace <laughs> out, I'm out of here. Yes. Aaron Sorkin told TV Guide he wrote the screenplay while high on crack cocaine while he was living at a yeah. Four Seasons hotel in Los Angeles, which is
0: why it took him three years to write it.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: So was he high on crack cocaine for three years in, in this hotel room? And if so, I'd like to see his hotel bill. So yes, he is nuts.
1: He's nuts. So yeah, I guess. I mean, I mean, how much money would it cost to live at a Four Seasons hotel for you know, three years? That's what it's I'm pretty saying. funny, God,
2: uh, dude. Uh, So we want to do Hawaii for our uh, our honeymoon, and we're looking at Maui. And Maui, for, and I, I've been to Kauai. I've been to Honolulu. Uh, I haven't been to the Maui Island. And, Talk to
1: Kyle Tagge, by the way. His like, they, Him right. and his family go to Maui four times a year.
2: So right. uh, there is a Four Seasons in Maui. And I literally actually this week, I just looked this up. Like just completely curiosity. So I looked at like a December time, like December 17th through 14th of this year. Before even the like 10% surcharge and, you know, the 3% state fee kicks in. You're looking at it about fifteen hundred dollars a night at the maui four seasons that's
1: aggressive that's i mean yeah
2: not surprising if
1: yeah. you can get like family to help pay for that because it's like your wedding you know it's you yeah know, it's, i don't don't think don't do buy it. me an air fryer buy me a yeah. buy me a like a quarter online. of a night at yeah.
0: hotels tonight in maui see what yes. you get yeah actually that's a
2: good idea, dude you just
1: should get, gamble just, just roll there in. And go yeah. online okay, get that really quick get, four that, seasons. G- get that geo target 35
0: that we have one discount. room
1: the screenplay for this film inspired many aspects of Sorkin's later television yeah, drama, yeah, The, the West thing. Wing. Yep. In fact, he admitted that he actually used, like, deleted dialogue from this movie in West Wing. Like, some of the early episodes of West Wing feel like it's this movie because he's literally taking, like, Martin Sheen, right? Yep. Uh, this movie also inspired Spin City, the sitcom in the 90s that starred Michael J. Fox. So, so with that, all right, Judd, we'll start with you here. We'll go through and around the room with statements about the American president. What's your first statement?
0: So my first statement is this. For a president in a crucial election year, this character has a lot of time to spend on his social life. Like, it's incredible how little president stuff he actually does. Like, he walks around looking good a lot, and he makes a couple of really important decisions. But like when you consider what the, you know, the president would actually have to do in the crisis and blah, blah, blah. This guy is spending an incredible amount of time courting Sidney and not really doing a lot to be president. I found that. And and like the fact that he wasn't, you know, Dreyfus is character his adversary i'm his,
1: bob rumson
0: yeah bob and rumson, i'm the running for president he was he was great like that's a great character and dreyfus is a great bad guy but it's like the whole thing about not debating him it's like would a president really just allow himself to just get steamrolled the whole thing it makes no sense to address the bully anyway this <laughs> is the least president I've ever seen when it comes to what the real job might be.
1: Yeah, I did feel like, you know, okay, I'm going to go hop on the phone with the Israeli prime minister for a few minutes, but then I'm going to cut that short because Sidney Ellen Wade and my trombone playing daughter are like making spaghetti in the other room. He did seem very, He seemed to be walking a lot lighter than most presidents do, right?
0: He was having a great time. He was like a teenager.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was like most presidents seem, you know, you look at photos of like George W. Bush when he gets the job. And then eight years later, he looks like he's in a nursing home. And then Barack Obama (laughs) has like straight gray hair. And and it's like he's just kind of loving life. He's floating around on cloud nine. Yeah, you it is it is. Give me the funny. florist number.
0: But sir, why? Well, I can do it for you. Give me the I want to call the florist. Yeah, he's myself.
1: got like a half an afternoon just to like fight with the florist on the phone. Like, dude, shouldn't you shouldn't we be doing something productive
2: with your time here? Anyway. All right, Declan. All right. My statement is I think this is the most boring movie we've done on any type of movie review we have we have done yet. Wow. So you're I not a fan this... of the
1: West Wing, I take it, or
2: actually no. I, I kinda like I love Sorkin. Um I I've, I've dabbled in West Wing. I haven't done start to finish. Um, I was one of the few. I like the first season of it, but I really liked Newsroom. I know that one's kind of a messy plot. It goes really off the rails in season two and three um, with with uh, Jeff Daniels, Sam um, Watterson. and Sam Waterston. I like I like Sorkin. I just this movie was incredibly boring to me. Um, it was, it was hard for me to like really gravitate and get into it. There's things that I, I mean, I have notes and I have other statements on this film for me, but I think my overarching takeaway by the time it was wrapped up was, man, this was a very boring and uneventful movie for me.
1: See, it's, it's definitely not an action movie. Right. And it's definitely not like a Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan, like doop, 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 doop. Like every scene is like a, you know, a whimsical scene. It's
0: closer to that than you think though. Like it did come close at times.
1: Yeah. Um, I guess if you aren't also like they talk a lot of politics in this movie. So mm-hmm. if you're not super interested in like in depth political discussion, a lot of the dialogue can get like glossy in this movie. But um yeah, it's definitely not like an Arnold Schwarzen it's not like watching true lies for two hours. Right. So, what was
2: oh, yeah. um I'm blanking on what was the Kevin Spacey Netflix show? What House, of, House cards. of Cards. I I loved, well, it got off the rails in the last season, but House of Cards was good. I like. I liked House of Cards a lot. Um, so I liked some of this political stuff, but I just thought in general this movie was just, was pretty boring. That was kind of my first statement on it.
1: I will say uh, my first statement is, I 100% agree with Bob Rumson and Michael J. Fox, who are basically telling the president from different angles, Michael J. Fox as his advisor, one of his advisors, Bob Robinson as his opponent, what are you doing, dude? It's like the whole thing. So, you know, he walks in on that meeting where Sidney Ellen Wade is popping off about the president. He basically gets turned on by Sidney Ellen Wade, ripping him behind his back. It's yeah. like the whole, like, and, well, and he in theory yeah. could have many different women in the world, right? Although I don't know how logistically it would work until after you're done being the, if, you, well, if you're not Clinton married going in,
0: who did? Bill, Bill Clinton. I, I mean, he just, you know, what do you mean? What do you mean? What? I mean, this is the exact same time when Bill Clinton was, was being, was, but he wasn't looking for, to get into a full blown relationship. He right. was looking no, to, me, he was no, looking to meet the he was gal make, in the hallway for but five he was minutes, ma- but he was making, he was making time when he was president.
1: Okay. That's it. Cause this came out like as that was happening basically yes. Yes. or, or maybe like a couple years before it, yes, it started happening. But he's trying to, he's trying to like date and build a full relationship yeah. here. Although you could argue Bill Clinton was trying to keep a marriage together somewhat and also like a mistress on the side. Mm-hmm. So maybe in the mid 90s, I guess, I don't know. Maybe this is, you just had more time on your hands as a president. I don't know. To form these relationships.
0: Playing off that one, my statement is, I'm not quite sure why. And just to be clear, I loved th- this cast. I actually think the cast makes the film. Like, I don't think the film itself is great, but the cast is phenomenal. But I'm not quite sure why the president had aides and assistants, because he doesn't listen to them ever. <laughs> like, he doesn't listen to them like you're supposed to be advised, right? Like, think like think about the amount of times that that Michael Douglas's character, you know, bristles about suggestions about what he should do. You know, I'm going to call a florist. Stop at the florist. but But, sir, we can't just stop here. I'm going to stop here. Um, Like, how many times does he, like, he gets advice, which is probably very, very sound politically, yeah. and just ignores it completely on a whim. So I'm not quite sure what the point of, of his aides were, because they certainly weren't to give him advice that he was going to listen to.
1: It would be very frustrating to to be one of his advisors, right? Like, you're just...
0: Yeah, well, Michael J. Fox's character, he basically dismisses throughout the majority of that film. And then oh, Michael
1: yeah. J. Fox delivers a great sort of "bleep you" speech to him, mm-hmm. and then he kind of comes back. Actually, there's some there's some really good, like perspective speeches in this movie where oh, Michael, yeah. J. Fo- Michael J. Fox, Michael J. Fox, or the the Sid- where Sidney Ellen Wade the deepest, sort of cutting thing that she said was, you know, you have bigger fish to fry than losing me. You just lost my vote. Oh, like, yeah. oh, oh
0: or, no, oh,
1: you lost my vote. I so.
2: So cutting. All right, Declan. All time, My statement is all time great presidential speech at the end, though, when he addresses everyone in the press room. Um, th- that is up there. We've done the Bill Pullman one from Independence Day. We've done a couple president speeches. I think this one is on, I will say for a compliment to this movie, even though I said it was boring. It's on the Mount Rushmore of great presidential speeches. And it's not inspirational like Pullman's was, right? Like, we're going to go up there and we're going to fight these guys and we're going to start our new country. Like, this is just A very kind of what we talked about at the beginning of this was it's a relatable guy. Like, is he believable as president? Eh, Maybe not, but he seems like such a relatable guy. And I did appreciate that in this movie. But that speech at the end, man, that that was an awesome speech. I loved I did love that scene.
1: And then he mocks Bob Rumson. Bob Rumson's you know, tagline is, I'm Bob Rumson, and I'm running for president. And he stamps his speech by saying, I'm Andrew Shepard, and I am mm-hmm. the president. Oh, oh, those the DX Crocs yeah, chops. It a, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Break it down. <laughs> yeah, He's and then he gave another one. Before, was it? Uh, I think it, it was his line. I wrote it down his line to Michael J. Fox when okay. they got in their back and forth. And uh, like Michael J. Fox is saying, people are begging for leadership like they they will crawl through the desert oh. in search of water and if they don't find water they'll drink sand yeah and and he goes people don't drink the sand because they're thirsty they drink the sand because they don't know the difference yeah <laughs> oh great dialogue there, yeah. man.
0: it is but i still i found it really intriguing that they basically spent the whole film al- allowing bob rumson just to run roughshod and like nobody ever convinced him you've got to you've got to you know like they tried and he wouldn't listen he's like i'm not gonna fight that fight that's, that's, that's your job in an election year dude yeah well he's
1: constantly trying to weigh and and they had the there, there's some really interesting discussions that clearly happen in real life too about like okay if we, we could do this and it would increase your public perception or we could do this which might be the right thing to do for like the country or whatever it may be but you're going to have a lot of people who hate you and you're and that's the one thing like people right i think rightfully so rag on politicians in this country for just just jockeying for position and trying to hang on to their jobs and pandering and they never actually come together and get things done right mm-hmm. but it would be hard if every 4 years yeah you have to worry about Getting your job back, right? So, you, so like most of the things that you would be doing are to try and keep your job. I mean, we talk about this in sports all the time. Are you making moves that are going to be good for the long term of the franchise, or are you making moves that are going to get you one more year as a general manager? Yeah. And I thought those themes politically came into play in this movie for sure.
0: I would be, I would be very pleased personally if, if I liked politics, which I don't. One and done, though. I'd be fine with one and done. What like four, one and one years, and done presidents? One, yeah, four, oh, four No, 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 no. If I was president, like if I wanted to be the president, so if that was my goal, and oh, I one term. It, and I got one term, one oh. and done, four years. I'd be fine with four I years, gotcha. yeah. and then I'm done. And then yeah. if you don't like me, that's cool. What if we if just did do. dictators instead? You know, <sighs> let's make it easy. You I just think, think you know I think years you know years who your guy is going to be Do you or you really your want girl eight for years, a though like like <laughs> to, to your point when they show guys who have had two terms the way that they look at the end of the second term is <laughs> yeah. unrecognizable Well actually I will four say years this for me
1: and I'm trying I I don't you know we don't like get into politics really on this show because we we welcome the audience from all different sides and we're all here to talk sports and be dumb and talk movies but I will say this and I hope most people can agree on my next statement <laughs> It was refreshing in this movie to have a president that wasn't in his 80s. And that applies to both of the last presidents on the left and the right. It is kind of funny that, like, in real life, we wind up choosing between people that are over the average life expectancy of a United States well, human.
0: That's a new Can thing. Can we
1: not have. find, like, a 50 year old or a 60 year old to maybe represent? And we used someone? to, though. Clinton. I know. JFK, right? right? What was he?
0: Now, Re- Reagan aged out. The He's first, pretty old. The first Bush was old, but George I mean, W.
1: Bush was actually pretty young.
0: Yeah, and Bill Clinton was young. So yes, we yeah. we had a nice run there of of working age guys. Yeah, like a sprite, like a guy that can uh, uh, you know, can right.
1: bounce around, have energy, play some pool, go to the florist, you know, go on a date, make some spaghetti. I don't know. Just make
0: some spaghetti.
1: Yeah. I don't want to worry that like call the florist. It, it feels like we've been worrying a lot around here the last about eight years. Ten years about is the president yep. going to even make it through his term? Right. So anyhow, all right. Back
0: to, Jeff. to me. Mm-hmm. So this film now is approximately twenty eight years old, and my statement is this: it's incredible. The so the backstory line of of the bills that are being discussed and, and are <laughs> the polarizing thing. This is nearly thirty years ago. Same it's stuff. incredible that gun is
1: control same pollution environment yeah
0: yeah I, but but i mean if you lit- warming, yeah. if you literally just updated the cast and took this storyline and released this film the american president this summer there is nothing about this, that storyline that is the least bit dated yeah the least bit it is incredible
1: and some people would say well, see, how bad can the problems be? We're still all around, you know, 30 years later. But yeah, then other I'm people just, would say, wow, we've gone 30 years. We've yet to really, like, address some of this stuff. I'm just but marbling. it is interesting. Yeah, It's as
0: relevant today as it was in
1: 1995. Yeah, no, it's, uh, <laughs> it is
2: true. That, that was striking to me, too. All right, back to Declan. All right, my next statement is, sign me up for a White House dinner. Sign me up for that, baby. <laughs> really? When they when they have when they, when they have the little uh, dance there and, and the French um president is in town and whatnot, sign me up for that White House dinner. I know we just said we don't you know, we don't talk a lot of politics. I don't care either. Right or left, sign me up for one epic White House dinner. I think that would be incredible.
1: You want that uh that filet mignon, whatever oh. they're would you dance yeah, would you dance? Oh, get out dance. there
2: and dance yeah. well I yeah dance, I, I mean too. i'm a menace on the dance floor so that would have to i'd be very tame at the white a, house i would not um, be dancing so i i would have to kind of reel it in a little bit but you know like like the thing is also with like weddings and stuff and as i'm planning one like no one really remembers the food at a wedding right like usually even the food is kind of forgettable and it's usually That's never like up, it's never yeah, it's no. never up to par of the, like when you go to You're a wedding it. no one leaves a wedding being like man i can't believe that right. food." right right That's so it's it's definitely different. I'm guessing at the White House where it's probably going to be incredible. Oh, I get that. Fun.
1: No, I think it would be. Yeah, it would be fun. I feel like it'd be tough if you sat at a table where like there's some French people. Like you got to be able to speak each other's languages, and that was that was an issue in the movie.
0: But eh.
1: uh, okay, Just my next control. statement is that uh, the president Andrew Shepard is kind of creepy. If you look at all the different things in this relationship with Sidney Ellen Wade. I just made a list here. So early in the relationship, when when they're on the phone and she's asking, like, how did you find my number? And he says, I had the FBI and IRS track down your phone number. Mm-hmm. That seems like an overreach of power, something very creepy. Mm-hmm. He forces her into a second date, even though she clearly feels uncomfortable. Like she kept saying, I don't want to do this. I don't understand right. how this is going to work. Right. Right. She even tries to break up with him. She shows up to break up with him, and she says, quote, "Please don't pursue me outside of the political realm." and he says, "Are you attracted to me?" <laughs> yeah, and it's, then he accuses no. her of being too nervous to have sex with him because he's the president. I mean, he's pretty awful during the early part of this relationship. really creepy
0: stuff, man i never I didn't really think of it that way till now, but yeah, you're A thousand percent right. Well, and then what? So I think I missed this. What's the turning point in his bedroom where she goes from? No. And then she comes out in like a men's shirt. shirt
2: Yeah.
1: And And she's like testing the mattress with her hand. Yeah. But like like, like
0: what what transformed the moment from this is a bad idea. It's not going to happen where she's pretty, as far as I could tell, resolute about it to let's have sex.
1: I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's a great question.
0: I thought I missed something.
1: Yeah. It's also really bold. Like if a woman after a date, if a woman comes over and says, please don't pursue me at all going forward. And your response is to come over the top and be like, I know you want me like
0: what? You know what the other (laughs) thing about that is? I think in reality, Michael Douglas was pretty creepy himself.
1: Okay. So, like, I think he it was trans- definitely a ladies' man, wasn't he? Yeah, he I think
0: was- it, I think it, tra- I think his personality sort of translated because it's also the, the way that he pro- probably goes about delivering those lines, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. like Mart- Martin Sheen, what, who was his best friend and assistant, who then, of course, became the president in the West Wing. Martin Sheen, I thought, was far more of a presidential like figure than Michael Douglas. Like, like how you would think of a president. Is that because of
1: West Wing? Or do you think no, it's... But
0: I, no, I'm saying when I saw him then in West Wing, I thought, okay, that's more along the lines of probably what they want for a president. Yeah. Michael
1: Douglas, right. Michael Douglas would, would be like a hotshot senator or yes, like, a, exactly. like a House representative or Clyde something. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the right. Cory Booker or something where it's... he's like popular, but, you know. Yes.
2: He's still he's married probably. to Catherine Zeta-Jones, right? And she's like 20 plus years younger than him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, he said he didn't he have like stage he's four hit. cancer a couple well, times. He's
0: but looking, he's looking well, older and rough. it's been if, really rough. if you don't know the story about his cancer, uh, um, you might. I'm not going to talk about it because it's really weird. But there were some things about the relationship that might have led to the issue of the cancer. So I'll
2: oh. say that. I'll tell you off. Oh. The uh, yeah. Google it. I'm not going to talk it. about it. It's really wait. It's, what
0: I got.
2: I remember this. My buddy and I were talking about yep. Google it.
1: I'm I'm just saying, can you give me a hint?
2: What should I Google? It's a throat cancer. It's an oral problem. It's throat cancer. He has throat cancer.
0: Okay. It's an oral problem. I'll just drop it at that. Interesting. Okay. I have
1: follow-ups here, but maybe we should just... Okay. I got one more statement, though. Oh, I do too. Yeah, you go. A couple more.
0: My next statement is, so often when Phil goes through the list, and it's a long one ordinarily... Of potential candidates to play a character, I'm like, boy, I can't see that person playing that. Once in a while, I'll be like, yeah, okay. But I can definitively say this, and it's a statement Robert Redford would have been a better president. Like, mm. he, the fact that he bailed is really too bad because Annette Benning and Redford, I think, would have made for a far better, more plausible. I, I mean, Bob at that time still had the looks. Um, that was really his role. Like like you could tell when I saw that on Wikipedia, I was like, this makes total sense that this was a Robert Redford role.
1: So apparently Redford wanted it to be more of a like a romantic story, like a love story. Yeah. And perfect sense. And Reiner wanted it to be what it was, which is like half political commentary and half rom-com. Right, and Redford wanted nothing to do with that, and that's one of the reasons. And he he didn't like Reiner.
0: as the president, I think.
1: Yeah, he he seems fairly fairly presidential in terms of like actors from that from that range. Well, real quick before we move forward here with a couple more, and then we'll get to the categories. So I believe we've now done uh, three movies. uh, Maybe I'm missing one or two, but for sure three movies with presidents, like prominent presidents, in our movie rewinds. We've done uh, Independence Day with President Thomas Whitmore delivering that speech,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Air Force One with President James Marshall, Harrison Ford, get off my, my plane. plane, and then the American president with Andrew Shepard here. And I feel like I may be missing one or two. Like Arma- or Armageddon did Ar- Armageddon had a president speech in there somewhere. But among yeah, those Bob. three, Billy Bob, Billy Bob, Billy Ford. Bob. Yep. <laughs>
2: But among these three, these were,
1: like, movies that were focused on, like, the president was a main central character in these movies, right? Right, right. How would you rank these three presidents in order of, uh, like, how safe you'd feel with them running the country? Andrew Shepard, James Marshall from, so we'll go uh, Michael Douglas, Harrison Ford, and Bill Pullman.
2: Give me Pullman. Pullman's my, Pullman? my in terms, of if, especially if we want to do rank choice voting here, if you will, I, w- I would say Pol- uh, Pullman is my first option in the rank choice voting for sure.
0: Now, for speeches or for, like like you just said, safety, like yeah. feeling secure. Well, yeah. well if I it's mean, for speeches, Pullman's pull- one. If it's for safety, Harrison Ford's character kicks ass on a plane. But he's like not going to be able
1: to, like, fight I, off all of the terrorists in like the world. Like, I got to go. Know?
0: Yeah, but Pullman is president when, when we're attacked by this alien group that blows up Los Angeles and New York. He got like an dip- F-15 and shot down aliens. Yeah, well, he, I was, know. he was
1: fighting too. Yeah, absolutely. He had the best
0: speech. He had the best speech. But give me Ford one. Shepard's three. I don't trust this guy. Dude, Shepard's a creep, man. Shepard's a creep. He spent whole time gallivanting throughout the White House trying to find a girlfriend.
1: I'd rather have Bob Rumson God. as my president. I think a guy that I'm focuses Bob on the
0: Rumson. job, low gas prices. <laughs> is Dreyfus not great? Yeah. Do you guys not love yeah. Dreyfus? Richard
1: Dreyfus is great. <laughs> Mr. Holland's Opus. There's a bunch of movies oh, from that era.
0: He right. probably got paid a ton to do almost nothing too. <laughs> Just be an ass for you know. Just come in for,
1: scenes. for a couple of days when they bring up like the flag burning photos. He gets all like, "Merry Christmas to me," you know, or whatever he said. <laughs>
0: He's great. He's like a cartoon in that movie. <laughs>
1: Uh, all right, back to Dexter one, one more. All
2: right, so my my last one was, uh, my statement is, I love how easy it was to get clear to enter the White House. So when Annette Bening's character first goes to the White House, and you saw Giddy, and she's like, you just need your badge. You just need your ID. And all you had to do was just show your ID and get a little quick bag check, and you're in the White House, baby. Like, you're no problem. You're right in it. And I know it's still dramatized because it's still, what is this, 1996? I believe this came down five. 95, so it's mid-'90s. Yep. But I love, uh, even in a movie portrayal, just how simple it is. Just yeah. walk through White House security and you're, you're in right. the White House.
1: Yeah, a- it is kind of funny. It's also kind of funny just, like, how media has evolved since then, too. Like, in this movie, so many – I, I, Declan's on a here of, like, how different life was in 1995. Like, it was pre-9-11. You, like, couldn't just walk into the White House. But, like, once you get to know a couple people, you can right. just, like, kind of walk into the White House. Um, you had people getting their news in the newspaper the next morning, primarily, right? Everyone's got to open up to see. What oh, people, yeah. 100%. Something happens yesterday, but like tomorrow morning, we got to see what the headlines yep. say. The and then he, Andrew Shepard, he's a Packers fan. He's from Wisconsin. And uh, they flip on the TV at night to find out. He's like yelling, "Show me, just show me the Packers score. I just want to see the Packers score. And it's like, yeah, I guess there was really... No other way yeah. in 1995 to find out what the Packers
0: score was. I think the president, even 28 years ago, if he really was trying to look for a specific football score, probably had an aide who would know that score, though. He could recall someone. Yeah, He's just an everyman president. That's my favorite part. Yeah,
1: And then I have one more for you guys, and then we'll get to the rankings here. Michael J. Fox yes. has to be on the Mount Rushmore of what could have been actors. He had such a brilliant career with family ties into one of the most popular, successful uh, trilogies in movie history with Back to the Future, Teen Wolf. Like, he's in all this stuff. And then Parkinson's hits in the 90s for him. And and then this and Spin City and maybe a couple other movies were kind of like... But it's, you know, the last 20 years, his Parkinson's has been so bad that he can't really do the acting that he used to do. So I just wonder... What would Michael J. Fox's career have looked like from about 1998 until now if
0: he wasn't dealing with Parkinson's? His guest turn on Curb, though, is one of oh. the great guest <laughs> turns. Stomping of around all in time. the boots, Parkinson's. Because he he would what loud up stuff? there? Yeah, uh, it's Parkinson's, Larry. God,
1: just blaming Parkinson's for show. everything.
0: Unbelievable. Oh God, yeah, exactly. only that show. So, do you think he
1: would have been a sitcom actor? Would he have been a movie star? Like, what do you think? He would have stayed
0: in movies by now, right? I think he would have done more. And, and, but what's incredible is how he, so this does not apply at all probably to uh, Back to the Future and that franchise, but it's incredible how Family Ties into the American President and then Spin City, he's playing different permeations of Alex P. Keaton the whole time. Yeah. Now, his political affiliation obviously changed as far as characters, but, like, when you look at the nervousness and the, like, the the approach to politics and stuff, like, that's the same character through at least three different franchises.
1: Yes. No, it is true. And he kind of, he kind of just plays Michael J. Fox in these, like, Alex P. Keaton and Michael J. Fox are kind of, like, the same, you know, it's like a more political version, but. He's one of those actors where he just kind of plays himself in the movies. Like Harrison Ford kind of just plays Harrison yeah, He's Harrison true. Ford on a plane. He's Harrison Ford in space. Like right. Harrison Ford on an island. That's kind of Michael J. Mike, it's Michael J. Fox as a wolf. It's Michael
0: J. <laughs> yeah, Fox right. in a DeLorean.
1: Michael yeah. J. Fox as a political advisor. You
0: know? Yeah, of- that's true.
1: So, all right, boys. Uh, let's get to the two categories here where we rank number one the definitive relationship rankings we're just looking for chemistry between the two main lovers or the two main characters so at this point uh, Jacob and Cal in Crazy Stupid Love are the Can't only courage. straight 10 that we gave yep. in RomCom Rewind yep. Hitch and Sarah from Hitch Noah and Allie from The Notebook Joe Fox and Kathleen Kelly from You've Got Mail and Benjamin Barry and Andy Anderson from How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days are all over an eight. Uh, The worst chemistry, the only ones that are below a four, are Sam and Annie from Sleepless in Seattle, Jerry and Dorothy from Jerry Maguire, Kirk and Molly from She's Out of My League, and Michael and Jules from My Best Friend's Wedding. So how would you rate President Shepard and Sidney Ellen Wade's chemistry on a one to ten scale? Uh,
0: I'm going to give it, you know what, I'm going to give it a four. I didn't think it was great, um, as you said, Phil. It was sort of creepy. I have never, and and th- this is probably just my personal opinion. I think Annette Bening plays cold characters as far as like in in relationships better than romantic characters. Okay. Um, I I don't know if what what's the film that she did with where she was Kevin Spacey's uh, wife, American Aww. Beauty. I think that's correct, yeah. And she it's a great film, and she's an ice queen, and she is fantastic at it. Uh, but between the two of them, because I didn't think that the, to your point, the Shepherd character was great either, I'm going to give it a four. I, I didn't really buy it, and it certainly didn't seem like, a, like, Hanks and Ryan, right? Yeah. Far more believable than this to me. Okay, Dex? It's
2: a four. It's it's a four. It it doesn't really. I mean, it's fine. Like I, I, but they don't really stand out to me. Uh, there's a cat and mouse game there. Their weird moment even at the Joshua. What is it? Was it Joshua Tree? No, where were the Camp David? Camp David. Excuse me. Were they at the Camp David scene? I thought was very strange. in in that in that in that scene as well, they don't stand out. It's a four for me.
1: Uh, Yeah, I I have it as a four too. It's a four for me. Like it's just it doesn't really make a lot of sense. They're not, they're all, they're constantly doing this weird dance where he's not really, he's not being a real human. He's just like being this pithy president guy. And then she's, I don't know. It never, never really clicked for me. It's a no for me, dog. So it's a four. So uh, it's a four across the board, making it the fifth worst chemistry of, I think we've done, let's see here. 16 of these rom-com rewinds now. So it's, it's bottom five, bottom five. Okay, 1 through 10, entertainment value of this rom-com. The only straight 10 we have given is Crazy Stupid Love. Forgetting Sarah Marshall was a 9.2. Hitch, Uh, a 9. And 10 Things I Hate About You, a 9. The worst ones, all of these are below a a 6.5. Fever Pitch, She's Out of My League, Sweet Home Alabama, and My Best Friend's Wedding. Those are the worst ones.
0: So, entertainment value. Um, The story was pretty... Bland, I thought. I thought the casting was great. And, and I'm guessing that a large part of the budget was eaten up by that. Cause I mean, there are some heavy bleeping hitters for 1995 in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did sort of save it, but I'm going to give it a five. I didn't hate it. it. It was two hours plus and it didn't, it went by quicker than I expected. I think it was 209 or something, 208. Um, but Martin Sheen's fantastic. He's just great. Michael J. Fox is fun. A lot of good character. A lot of good actors. So I'll give it a five.
1: That scene where Michael J. Fox freaks out on one of the one of the reps on the phone, where he's just like,
0: he's like, stick it up your ass, whatever.
2: That was actually a great. God, he kind of Michael J. Fox kind of brought it in this movie. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, the cast is really good in this film. Um, I wouldn't rewatch this. I wouldn't stop and watch it if it was on the hotel TV, if you will. So for me, it's a four. It's a 4 out of 10. Um, great heavy hitters, like Judd said. Some c- good moments at the end. I love the speech, but in general, not my favorite film. It's a it's a 4 out of 10.
1: So this movie, I would have, like, off memory, I would have given this movie like an 8. Uh, it's a 7. I like this movie more than you guys do. There Obviously, there was a lot of fodder. We just did a lot of fodder here. But uh, it is a little, like, I don't think it's boring, but it's drier than I remember having watched it probably five times previously yeah so it's fine like i do stop on this movie if i see it once in a while because i love michael douglas and michael j fox and there's a couple speeches in here that like oh if i'm getting close to the speech at the end or whatever (laughs) like michael j fox on the phone i'm in so it's a seven meaning it's a 5.3 tying it for the worst rom-com with my best friend's wedding we've done we've given nothing below a 5.3
0: people were despicable how do we not give that a lower one my best friend's wedding
1: i know it's oh kind of god amazing. they were
0: despicable julia roberts character and what awful face? humans they were just terrible <laughs> we should go awful back and humans. dock them a couple points
1: <laughs> so all right with that we're back on the sports movie track here for next week gentlemen
0: right. nice 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 mighty ducks 2 okay oh, cool sequel cool i've not seen that one nice oh,
2: julie the cat quack
0: and Quack. and just in Quack. time Quack. for the Quack. 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 Anaheim Ducks to be bringing back a, a retro with the duck on. on oh, it. love They're it! They're gonna unveil it for or start to wear it next yeah. season. Actually,
2: I have my Ducks jersey. I'm gonna wear that for movie review next week. Please do. I'll do it. Who, please Who's do? on the so, back? No one. It's what? a blank. It's a blank oh, one. I thought it Adam, be
0: Charlie Adam Banks, Charlie yeah. Conway, Adam Banks, just a star.
1: Porter. Oh. No. So. Watch watch it for next week, Mighty Ducks 2. Movie Rewinds with Mackie and Judd. If you could give us a five-star rating and a positive review on the Apple podcast page, we can help grow the brand, so to speak. See you guys.